God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate, you have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything, the border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Welcome back, Patriots. My name is Apollo, and I will be your host tonight. We have some very special guests and some very important information that you need to have. Uh, as most of you know who've watched us, we cover uh, quite a bit of information and we span a lot of topics. But there is one that we will not let go of, that we will not go silent on, that we will not forget about, and we will not allow you to do either, and that is election fraud. That is the theft of the 2020 election, the theft of the voice of the American people that has been a symptom of the evil and the corruption within our society and has led to all of the unbelievable tragedies and the disgusting direction that our nation uh, has been on a course towards for the last two years. Uh, so these guests have some really, really important information and we were just going through it before the show and it was getting me a little bit heated, uh, but these guys have a lot of passion, and uh, they know what they're talking about, and they've put together some awesome material. Uh, these men hail from West Virginia, as well as one of our own, uh, who you've seen on this show a number of times before, and that is Jeff O'Donnell. Uh, but we also have uh, Dwayne Dutell and uh, also Paul Lane of West Virginia. So uh, these guys got me pretty fired up uh, as we were going through the material, so I'm going to bring them on. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining uh, Conservative Daily Podcast. Uh, Jeff, welcome. Thank you for coming back again, and thank you for connecting us with these awesome patriots. Uh, Dwayne, I want to turn it over to you. Uh, you know, we've seen fraud in all 50 states, but again, West Virginia uh, being one that Trump won, uh, you've come across some, some pretty astounding information. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Please introduce yourself and what we're about to, about to look at. That really is the biggest problem. Uh, that we faced. Uh, Trump won here. Uh, bottom line, my name is Dwayne Dutel. Um, I uh, uh, recent transplant to West Virginia as of October of 2020, senior software engineer with 40 years experience in data, firmware, uh, desktop software, web uh, websites, and uh, pretty much the full gamut of, of software development. Um, I bought the roles and the history from the Secretary of State, and on this day, June 20th, the anniversary of West Virginia's uh, statehood, um, I'm here to 
inform the citizens of West Virginia that the data doesn't lie and your elections are primed to be stolen. I guarantee it. Uh, we have found uh, issues with uh, thousands of fraudulent addresses, registration addresses. We have found issues with uh, uh, what appear to be legal but malformed voter, voter ID numbers. Uh, we have a number of statistics generated as a result of these. Uh, and at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Paul. Good afternoon, Apollo. Uh, my name is Paul Lane, and I'm a native West Virginian. I uh, went to school in West Virginia, got an engineering degree, worked in the gas industry for 33 plus years, and that gave me the abilities to work in Microsoft Excel and also to write reports. So I get a look at a lot of large uh, spreadsheets and analyze the data as well as graph the data, as you'll see in some of our our information tonight. Yeah, thank you both of you for being here. And I think going back to what you said just real briefly, uh, Dwayne, about our elections being primed to be stolen, there's so much evidence of this. And some of you watching may say, okay, yeah, we know the, the uh, election was stolen. Yes, we know voter rolls have problems. But again, this is in a, in a state that Trump won. This is one of the main arguments that they use that Trump won all these, all you know, this, uh, these number of states, uh, that it couldn't have happened everywhere. It didn't affect the election. All of these are absolute fallacies. These are absolute lies. And the reason we are going to tell you what these gentlemen have put together is because the American people have still not gotten the message. The uh, cabal, the establishment here, has still not gotten the message. They are still running with this. I want to swear there, but this bogus narrative. And the American people have still not risen up. They have still not realized the power and realized that they have everything to lose. Uh, so I'm not going to I'm not going to dialogue any longer. Uh, Jeff, uh, welcome back. Uh, I'll give you a minute. Uh, most of our our viewers are familiar with you, but please again introduce yourself and uh, if you have anything you want to preface what we're about to go through, please do. Thank you, Paulo. It's great to be back on here. Uh, I'm Jeff O'Donnell. I've also got about 40 years in software and database and all sorts of experience. And uh, um, the last decent portion of my life, at least as far as I can remember, <laughs> uh, I have been uh, digging into data in the election. And that includes vote data, that includes voter rolls and all these other things. The interesting thing that I set up is I, I did quite a bit of work in a number of states and I'm still doing it on, on analyzing voter rolls and finding uh, all of the the, the really horrible uh, ways that these voter rolls are being kept. And uh, I was very happy to find out that I was not the only one doing that. And I uh, uh, encountered uh, Dwayne and Paul who were doing their own analysis uh, of West Virginia. And uh, it was uh, it was a super a superb analysis uh, is found uh, more than more than enough to uh, just light the whole voter roll on fire and start again, as as it should be done in many states, in my opinion. And uh, you know, uh, I was fortunate they asked me to look over their uh, you know work a little bit, and uh, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's very solid, and I think it's something everyone needs to hear. The uh, the states Trump won, especially as handily as uh, West Virginia, 
uh, are oftentimes given a little bit of the short shrift uh, when looking at, at voter fraud issues. But this is a critical, critical, critical issue because uh, I believe the plan is to turn these red states a little less red every election until the point where when they go blue, it'll be like, well, we saw this coming for a long time. We shouldn't be surprised. That's what we got to stop from happening. We've got to stop it now. So I'm happy to turn it over to uh, uh, to Dwayne and Paul now. Well, gentlemen, yeah, the floor is yours. Let's uh, let's dive right in. One thing to start out with, we uh, we used to be a, a blue state, and uh, we've turned red recently. But a lot of our politicians still act as if they're Democrats, even though they have a Republican beside their name. So they're they're uh, probably more in the Rhino category than anything so well again that this is the danger this is a danger in our politics because the the enemies are clear to see the, the these people who masquerade as as republicans who masquerade as you know those who support the constitution and are on the side of the people they're the ones who've done the most damage to this country because they sneak in the back door and then they destroy our camp from the inside right and and we've hit resistance in trying to get information and trying to get the correct information so that we can even analyze it and in many cases the people that we elect simply just either ignore us or they 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 treat us as if we're being a nuisance to them and they want us to go away and stop asking questions and stop prying quote into their business yep exactly Uh, i'll give I'll give uh, I'll give the West Virginia sex state credit where credit's due. I had an issue with some of the data that I bought uh, values that didn't seem to make sense. Uh, I called them, found out there was uh, their quote unquote internal data did not agree with the data they sold us. Um, excuse me, they um, went to fair amount of trouble to see that that got rectified. So um, I have to say they operated in good faith. I thought maybe at that point we had an ally in our sex state, uh, but the man is running around now uh, yapping about how safe and secure our elections are. And I'm here to tell you they're nothing of the sort. Uh, That's that's an understatement. Yes, go ahead. Sorry, Jeff. (laughs) Dwayne, so so you're saying that what that what we're about to see these these this this information that's that's so troubling is from the goods rolls. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't okay. The this, to make, okay. this is this is from the yeah, goods rolls. Okay. Yeah, okay. We so we're going to look at the good data right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You'll you'll love this, people. You'll just love it. Hang on. If you would. Go ahead and bring up the presentation. Yep. Window. Okay. If uh, you will scroll down several pages. Basically, the the data that we're looking at tonight came from the West Virginia Secretary of State's voter registration database. And um, it also came from the U.S. Census. So this data is not stuff that we're sitting around making up on our own in conspiracy theories as many politicians like to point to uh, when they're questioned about stuff. Um, We uh, looked at 
Captain Seth Cashel's information, if you'll stop on that slide. Um, the, the first thing we like to look at, um, no, excuse me, go back to where you were at. Oh, go down. Okay, sorry about that. Go down on the, on the one that has the number of, of voters. Keep going. There you go. There you go. That one right there. In, in 2020, uh, West Virginia had about uh, 1.2 1, 1 million registered voters in our state. Our voting population is about 1.4 million, and that, that works out to be about 88.9% of our voting population is, is registered. And we know that that's, that's high. When you ask people on the street what they expect that to be, their typical answer is 50%. And when you compare that to, to uh, 2012, it was still pretty high at 84.7%. If you'll uh, go to the next slide, please. We had a, a couple of peaks in the data that we uh, looked at. And um, the, the maximum uh, number of voters registered in one day occurred in 1998, and that was 4,796 and the maximum voters registered in a one-year period of time occurred in 2016. That was 77,770. Um, if you think 2016 sounds familiar, we had a pretty uh, contentious uh, um, presidential election that year. So I think it's pretty interesting that we had a pretty high, high peak in voter registration that year. Jeff recommended that we um, we plot the daily voter registrations uh, versus um, time, and uh, this is referred to as a heartbeat graph. What's interesting about the heartbeat graph, you'll see a couple of spikes in it that that sort of pair up, and the the first spike occurs in April, uh, which are primary elections in May in West Virginia. And uh, the second spike occurs in October, and our general election obviously is in November. And we have cutoff dates uh, that occur in April and October. So you'll see spikes uh, in each one of our election years as you look at this uh, uh, daily voter registration um, graph. And the interesting uh, part is the presidential election years, even back in the 90s, we had fairly large spikes uh, uh, during that period of time. But you can see every presidential election, you can see every uh, off-year election that we have, and uh, including the contentious ones in 2016 and 2020. And um, um, what you will notice along the bottom of the graph, the daily voter registration intensifies between 2012 and 2016, and that intensity continues through 2020. And even though the spikes in 2020 for the general election aren't as large, uh, we still registered over 30,000 more voters between 2016 and 2020 than we did between 2012 and 2016. And the, the interesting thing about the graph is uh, that continues in the 2021. We don't have an election in 2021, but those daily rates continue 
into 2021, which shows you that whoever's putting the pressure on our voter registration database hasn't taken their foot off the gas. They're continuing to register new voters. And some of those are going to be legitimate and some of them are going to be fraudulent. That's what we'd like to find out is how to identify the fraudulent ones and to have our Secretary of State to be able to find them and to eliminate them so they don't swell our voter rolls. Do you remember that uh, the workbook, the raw data book that that, uh, this came from uh, actually uh, demonstrated or illustrated uh, the days of the week on which the inflation was taking place? That wouldn't wouldn't show up on a chart like this, but uh, when you actually see it happening on a given day of the week, uh, it's something pretty startling. Something that surprised me from that data was our uh, people were being registered on Saturday and Sunday in our state, and yeah. uh, I didn't even realize that our county offices were open during that time. But obviously, they are because they're showing the dates. We've seen that in in several states where we actually have had people on record say, no, they're not open. I mean, that should be common sense for a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people. But where are all these registrations coming from? I don't I don't know how they try to explain that away. It makes me wonder if other groups have access to the voter registration database. We have never heard that in West Virginia, but it wouldn't surprise me that if that ended up being the case now, uh, we do we can register our voters uh, through our department of motor vehicles as well but i think the same thing applies to them i don't think they're open on saturdays and sundays well and and jeff i i can't remember if we talked about it with you on the show um but we've had uh we've had discussions about this before and I, i think some of the claims that were made were oh the database they update you know sometime afterwards and so it's a you know, it's like a system thing, and then the voter registrations all come in that day. That does that make any sense? Because when I heard it described before, no, it didn't hold no, any water. Yeah, it's ridiculous. No, yeah, we we have discussed that before in other states, and it never holds water when you dig further down to try to uh, see if that's the case. It's just uh, uh, it's just an excuse that they all seem to come up with fairly quickly. Uh, one of many excuses. Uh, that they use to try to explain this stuff away. I will so point out that the oh, uh, yeah the the it's interesting that the 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 excessive 2016 uh, inflation of voter rolls is interesting because uh, in most states, uh, what to me is obvious voter roll padding actually began in 2018. Uh, by 2018, every state I looked at had started seriously over padding their voter rolls. Uh, two states, Florida being the other, Florida and West Virginia, that that sequence seems or that that seems to have begun uh, before the 2016 election, and uh, I can't say for sure I know what that means, but that's an interesting uh, interesting data point. But but by 2018, every state that I've looked at was going uh, was was going great guns uh, as far as uh, what what would be statistically unlikely numbers of people being registered at that point. So actually, before we go on, I'm just going to remind everyone that this podcast is, again, sponsored by IPVanish as well, uh, since we are all under massive scrutiny from uh, organizations like the government, and who knows how they'll get to your information. If you're tired of 
feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you, if you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, using an incognito mode won't solve the problem. Uh, IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private communications, uh, details, passwords, browsing history, and more will be shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it's really simple. Uh, they're offering for listeners of this show an incredible 70% off of their yearly plan. Uh, and you also get a 30-day money-back guarantee for that. So that's just like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing everything that you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy with the world. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. You'll get your 70% savings or nine months for free. That's ipvanish, ipvanish.com slash daily. Uh, go there and check them out. I've been using these guys for uh, close to six months now. Um, and I do like that they give you unlimited number of devices. Uh, so it's, it's actually a really good deal. So, gentlemen, you want to go back to the presentation? Please. So the, the heartbeat graph, the interesting thing about that as well is that it looks much like the heartbeat graphs of other states. And uh, uh, that's very unusual. It's, it's strange for human behavior to repeat itself in different geographical areas of our country. Next slide, please. Uh, we talked quite a bit about the uh, the spikes, and I think the, the big takeaways are there's a lot more pressure put on our voter registration systems in presidential years. And that seemed to be replaced in the 2016 to 2020 time period where they just basically uh, registered people from start to finish during that cycle, and we didn't see as big a spike in October that we saw uh, in October of 2020 that we saw in October of 2016, but yet they registered 30,000 more new uh, voters during that time period. Okay, if you go to the next slide, please. This is a blow up of 2016 to the 2021 time period. And it gives you a better indication of, of what's going on on a daily basis. And uh, it also shows some subsequent spikes that are occurring uh, at different times. For instance, the one on October of 2019. Uh, it's not associated with any type of election, but yet there's a significant spike there. You know, what caused that? And it looks like there's a group of spikes that's causing that. So that's several days of registrations that are above, well above 500 when normal registrations on a daily basis in West Virginia are probably in the, the 20 to 50 voter range. Yep. And, and you, um, also, forgive me, you're talking about October in 2016? Of 2019. 2019, okay. Yeah, that's not an election year. 
there's nothing going on that would cause that spike other than somebody looked at the numbers and said that maybe they didn't have enough in the system at that point. So they went ahead and they they added some additional numbers. And as I was uh, saying before, uh, if you look at November of 2020, after the presidential election, the daily registrations typically would, would decrease significantly during that time period, but they don't. They continue at the same pace that we saw from 2016 to 2020 with some fairly large spikes in it, which shows me that uh, whoever is doing this to our voter registration database has not given up. They're continuing to keep pressure on our database because um, as we talked about earlier, the Secretary of State has removed over 100,000 people uh, from the West Virginia uh, voter registration database in 2021. But if they keep enough pressure on the, the registration side, they can replace that 100,000 people in a short period of time, let's say two to three years. You know, looking at this, it the only reason I can think that makes sense to me is they're trying to spike all these registrations ahead of the game so that there's not an overwhelming number of, reg of registrations right before, you know, around the election. Uh, I mean, that's the only thing that really makes sense to me, frankly. Uh, but again, these, these registration numbers are, are ridiculous. And then on top of that, you have the, the spikes in registration that are historically, I mean, obscene. You can use a different word if you'd like to when when you come around the elections. But I mean, that's what it looks like to me. Is they're they're trying to stack it up and then assuming that people are stupid, no one's going to look back uh, at this over time. And they don't publicize these numbers either. I had no clue that we had such a high uh, percentage of voters registered in West Virginia, and I, I would uh, say that most people in West Virginia would feel the same way. At least the people I've talked to about it so far, they're shocked to hear that that many people are registered to vote. So uh, you'll keep going on the, on the slides. It's, uh, okay. it's worth noting also that, uh, this is occurring, uh, during a time in, in West Virginia that where her, uh, voting age population is decreasing markedly. People are leaving the state uh, in large numbers. Yeah, if you keep going in the slides, you'll see what Dwayne's talking about. Stop on that one. Well, you know, just on that point, that it reminds me of some of the anomalies that, like, I'll use California as an example. You have record numbers of people fleeing the state because of the absolute uh, lunacy that's going on there. And yet they have all these record numbers of registrations and, you know, Gavin Newsom somehow pulls out, uh, you know, on top. Uh, the, the whole, this whole scenario is just ridiculous. And, and this graph really demonstrates what you're talking about, except it's in West Virginia, not California. But uh, the red line represents our voting age population and the blue columns represent our new, uh, new uh, voters that are registered. And you can see, and we broke it up in between uh, uh, presidential election uh, years. And so 92 to 96, 96 to 2000, and 2016 to 2020. 
And uh, we, we start out where our, our new voter registration uh, sort of declines as our population declines between uh, 96 and 2000. And then 2004, our population um, had a, a increase, but we see a significant increase in our voter registration. And to me, that was a little bit odd because um, in tw 2008, you have the almost the same exact number of, of new people entering uh, the voting age category, but yet we sort of flatline on our new voter registration. And then we have another addition of almost 20,000 uh, new people into the voting age category, but yet we drop uh, almost uh, 10, 15,000 new registered voters during that same period. But what you were just talking about, Apollo, we start a pretty steep decline between uh, uh, 2012 to 2016, then the 2020 in our state. But yet uh, 2016, we set a record of 163,000 plus uh, new voters registered. And then we outdid ourselves between 2016 and 2020 by adding uh, another 30,000 on top of that. And those are two records we set back to back all while our voting age population is dropping. And to me, that points directly to fraud, as you were pointing out in California. Well, it points to something. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. You skip this one, please. And we'll keep on going. I want to really quickly read one of our sponsors in, our last sponsor, which is Axos Bank. Um, you know, that. So I'm excited about that founder bank, Axos Bank, that's open. It opened on Independence Day 2000. Um, they're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate, and that's a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in the freedom to do business without compromising our values. Um, go to axosbank.com slash daily for details, for full details. That's axosbank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus, you only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Access Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. Accessbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. <clears throat> okay, in the next set of slides, uh, we started looking at age groups per decade. And um, if you'll scroll down to the uh, the first graph, and uh, what I, I mean, Part of what we do when we analyze data is you get a lot of data and you don't know what you're going to find. So you have to go and, and, and search for results. And sometimes you will find uh, good results and sometimes you'll, you'll have worthless results. And in this case, um, what we did was we uh, took the age groups of our uh, registered voters and then we looked at the decades at which they registered in. And what we found uh, starting in, in 2000, and, and the one you're looking at is for the age group of 20 to 29. And starting in 2000, we saw some significant spikes. Okay, and you see it in the 20 year olds, the, the blue column, you see it in the 21 year olds, 
the red column and you see it in the 25 year olds, the orange column, those spikes continue into 2010 to 2019. And even when you look at 2020 up to 2021, where our data stops at, you can see the same spikes in that small set of data. Okay. The interesting part was the next slide. If you'll go to the next slide. Same information, except this is for 30-year-olds. Look what is there in the year 2000 to 2009. We have the 30-year-old spike and the 35-year-old spike. That continues in the 2010 to 2019. And uh, from 20 uh, to 2021, you see it in that data as well. If you go to the next slide. This is, represents 40-year-olds. And there's the same trend in the 40-year-olds starting in the year 2000. And so to me, that is a trend which is not naturally occurring. If you look at that from a statistical perspective, you're not going to be able to prove that there's something that's uh, causing this. It's, it's due to the behavior of man. Well, so, in, so, so like, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I speculate that those are, um, those are management type numbers. In other words, you, if you want to register so many people in the database, you start in the first year, the 40 year olds, the 20 year olds, the 30 year olds, and you, you try to get as many in as you can so that you hit your number when you get to the end of that cycle. And it, it obviously, the, the, the uh, 25, 35, and 45-year-olds were um, a, a part of their check of that number to see if they were getting um, the, the right number so they could end up at the end of that decade with the right number of people registered to vote. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense to me if you saw a spike in a certain age of voters, not uniformly like, like you just showed. I mean, I, you know, they've, they've said in, I mean, as we know, in, in uh, the 2020 or in the 2016 election in particular, there were massive spikes in, in certain people. And the, the data is very muddy, obviously, because of information like this that we're looking at. But there were record numbers of some demographics that did come up. That does not look, you know, like like some particular uh, age group being mobilized to vote for some reason. Well, those spikes continue into 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, and 70-year-olds. We didn't put all the slides in our presentation, but the, the wide variety from 20-year-olds to 70-year-olds behaving the same exact way is, is very odd. And uh, I would say that's not natural behavior. Yeah, I would agree with you. I don't know if, if any of you, maybe Jeff or, or Dwayne, is there... I mean, we've had some really weird election cycles, but I, is there any kind of mathematical explanation that, that would justify that in all the other data that we've seen? No. Rhetorical question. My long answer would be no. Uh, it, it, it'd be like jumping off a, uh, an 80-story building and landing in a bucket. 
I'll try that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, clearly, <laughs> my odds might be good if, you know, looking at this data. Uh, I'll let you guys keep going. <laughs> okay, next slide, please. Is this the right slide? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, th this one's just going over the, the the pace at which we're registering new voters, and and how we're, even though we're canceling, uh, we canceled 110,000 uh, voters from our uh, voter rolls in 2021. That that the pressure on the the voter registration system is so great that it will replace those in a matter of two to three years. And that's troubling to me because you can have a secretary of state who does their job, who, who wants to do their job, but can they keep pace with the people who are adding uh, uh, new registered voters into our voter rolls? Okay, uh, next slide, please. Paul, I'm thinking we probably shouldn't go through the whole report, if that's okay. I'm, I'm thinking I'd like to reserve a little time to show people some of the raw data that went into the graphs and what have you. Uh, and I think Jeff's got a few things he'd like to add. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, please, when when you're ready, uh, uh, jump in and we can go different directions uh, on it. Okay. So. Can uh, we take a moment? And if somebody wants to read the whole report, You back? You froze up for a sec. Go for it, Jeff. Say it again. Oh, I'm sorry. If if somebody wants to, and they should, especially if you're in West Virginia, read this whole report. Uh, what's the best place for them to find it? Uh, uh, if you if you go yeah, to the second uh, page of that um, the white no. document. Not yeah, the, the, the links in the in the presentation are are wrong, but these should be correct. So, which which link uh, are we looking at here? The two links uh, I sent you, actually, uh, you know, in the in the chat are the oh, okay, best so, links. Okay, I'll tell you what. Looking. I'll put that in the description in the comments. Then that works probably works best. It's something you can actually copy and paste. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. So, I'll make it easier. So everyone who's watching, just uh, I will add in the description uh, on all these streams, and then I'll also post them in the comments right now, so just look out for that. They made a blindside you with a question, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's a great Good question. Um, I, I just I wanted to mention that all, all of our work has been centered around registration data and uh, very little around the machine uh, aspect of, of voter fraud. Uh, Paul's recently had a, a very interesting conversation with someone that uh, I, I think really should, it really merits a mention here. Uh, if, if, you, if you'd like to, you know, tell who you were talking to. Uh, yeah, what Dwayne's referring to is I... Um filed a complaint on behalf of uh, several of my family members who their voting method had been changed. And when we were reviewing the data, 
part of the data we got from the West Virginia Secretary of State, it told us which method they used to vote in uh, which election. And uh, so th they voted on election day, uh, my, my family did, and they showed up as voting early. So I filed the complaint with the Secretary of State. And they turned it over to the voter fraud uh, task force who investigated it. And they called me and um, gave me an update on what they had found in which they verified that the, 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 my family members had voted on election day, but they showed up in the data as voting early and that they um, talked to the county clerk and the county clerk had verified the, the date stamp on their voter record. And um, they were, sorry. <clears throat> they had, um, had, had found uh, that before in their data and they referred to it as a glitch. Um, ES and S, uh, DS200s are the tabulators that we use. And um, uh, the, sec the uh, Secretary of State's uh, voter fraud investigator who called me told me that um, they talked to ES and S and they had seen that glitch before. Um, and uh, they said they were gonna close the investigation that the county clerk had um, had uh, said they were going to manually change their voting method to correct that problem. And I went, so you're closing the investigation. Well, how do you know that something else didn't change in the voter voting record? I said, shouldn't you call my family members and ask them how they voted in certain elections to make sure that their vote was counted the way they intended it to be? And that's when I found out that the uh, voter fraud task force in West Virginia is not allowed to look at the votes cast by individual uh, people in the state and, uh, and nothing they can do about it. It's literally written into the code, but who is supposed to uh, audit uh, a person's vote if the voter fraud group isn't allowed to do that? Who takes up that responsibility? They didn't offer anybody else that could look into it. They just said this investigation is closed. Well, you know, ah, like that makes me so angry. But we have, we've we've seen this all over the place. I mean, just the the registration. We that was in the news in California, in Florida, in uh, in Carolina. We we've had people say the same thing, and people would show up in person. Oh, you've already voted, so they give them a provisional ballot, and then they basically say we'll decide which uh you know which vote gets counted we'll decide if this is you know our election systems which taxpayers are paying for number one there should be a little bit more accountability than saying yeah you're not allowed to look at it uh that should be okay yeah we should fix this issue if there's a if there's a glitch we should probably fix the issue not yeah well we'll take a look and we'll manually fix it that's like if uh, if i was selling firearms and they were going off by themselves uh you know and, and people are, are are getting these on mass and then I say, okay, well, I'll fix yours, but no problem. Like, are the what insanity is this? Like, d does anyone feel free? Do anyone enjoying their freedom right now? <laughs> no. Uh, trying to get voter information uh, out of the, uh, the government is makes you realize that things aren't really as open as they claim they are, 
and uh, you just keep hitting wall after wall, which they've purposely put there. I mean, why call it the voter fraud task force? Why not call it the voter registration fraud task force? Because that's all they could look at was voter registrations. On the uh, on the topic of machine fraud investigations, uh, Jeff, I think you had something you mentioned. We were talking the other day, and you mentioned you weren't real happy about some of the things, uh, some of the responses you're getting here. And okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, these guys did a great job on this report using completely public information. I mean, the kind of information that anyone should have. But that's all the further that they or I could go in West Virginia because West Virginia, like so many other so-called you know, Republican-led states, are the worst ones in preventing people from actually being able to see the data, the data from the election. And this is a huge, huge problem. There is no transparency in these states. Something as simple as uh, something called a cast vote record, which is just a list of votes as they were made. Uh, even even something like uh, in a lot of cases, you know, ballot images, things that give give away no voter information, things that are, aren't security issues or anything like that. They are often from the top of the state down through the counties in states like West Virginia and Utah, so North Carolina, South Carolina. I could I could keep on naming uh, Alabama. I could keep on naming naming states that you would be surprised saying, "Wow, you'd think they would they would want to cooperate with this." They do not want to cooperate. They are not cooperating, and this has to stop because the the bell cannot be unrung. There is no uh, trust in our elections anymore by a majority of the population. This is a fact. The only way that that can ever possibly be fixed is by transparency. It's by, okay, open, open your books. Open your books. You know, Governor Justice, uh, why aren't you opening the book? Why aren't you allowing this information to come out? Uh, uh, Secretary of State Warner, uh, well, how do you think it looks to the people who have serious questions, questions raised by, by, by these gentlemen here and by others. These aren't pie in the sky sort of questions. These like, this is pointing at numbers and saying, these do not work. Can we see how this happened? They, they will not do it. Uh, you know, it goes to the legislature and the other things. I mean, don't make me call Joe Manchin because right now I think he might be the only one that might talk to me about this. Uh, and, and, and that's absolutely ridiculous. So. Yeah, boy. This has to be a national, you know, I'll say conversation, but this has to be, this has to be a national argument made to get and require states, not only the 2020 election, now, now, we're, now we're in our primary season, and guess what? Whole bunch of types of primaries, there's things that don't look good. And once again, can we see the data? No, no, can't see the data, can't see it. That has to end. Well, you know, this is now while we're in the midst of, and pardon me for interrupting you, Paul, just real quick, it blows my mind. Number one, given all the other information that has been, you know, has been revealed or discovered in the last couple of years, this is a massive national security threat. This is, this is not 
a small issue. Now we're seeing uh, the destruction of our military. We're seeing uh, the economy de- being torn to shreds. Americans are, you know, at the point of not being able to feed their families uh, or maintain their livelihoods. We, we are in a very, very dark time uh, in this country, and they don't want to give us the basic information that should be publicly available regarding our election systems, not theirs, not the United States government's election systems, our election systems, the people's uh, systems of elections, which supposedly dictate those who are in power in our, in our country. Th- this is beyond, uh, you know, just transparency. Th- this is a, a threat to humanity at this point. The, uh, the, the real, the potential to be the, the real heroes here rests with state legislatures. Uh, and, yes. and I really have to say at this point that uh, just for the record, I've never seen anything more worthless than West Virginia's GOP supermajority. They are total wastes of skin. Sorry, just, uh, you know, West Virginians, you if you're not paying attention, shame on you. These people are worthless. They have done nothing for you when you needed them most they have they have turned their backs on you they don't even want to talk to us about voter fraud about registration fraud they don't want to talk to us this report that that you've been reviewing with us went out to all state legislators do you get any responses from yeah you know how many callers back zero not one. If you want to make a politician uncomfortable, uh, start talking about election integrity. You can just see the whole their whole demeanor changes. They want away from you so fast. And it's just like, how can I interrupt him so I can get away? Well, you know, I think that in on one point that this election integrity movement and the fire that has been uh, lit in so many Americans, yourselves included, uh, has revealed m- many more of them than than we ever thought might have been against us because you know you you start you start uh, going over the target and you start taking flack from people you didn't expect and all of a sudden they start turning tail. Uh, and I think it's in a lot of ways it's been a blessing because we see very clearly now who our allies are. Um, and before I don't want to I don't want to uh, get off the point because I want to give you guys uh, the rest of the time. But you mentioned the the machines which. In my opinion, are at this point good for nothing but uh, serving as uh, logs of fire uh, on the streets of the you know of our cities at this point, where maybe they can uh, be used to keep people warm since they're not going to be able to afford gas. But uh, they make a good artificial reef if you put enough of them together. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. We can use them for holidays. Yeah, um, you know, let, let people dive on them. <laughs> uh, but this this machine fraud. I mean, all this registration fraud. I know you you, you stated that you were just looking at at the registration, not so much the machine the machine aspect. And you can jump in if you want to, Jeff. Uh, is would any of this machine fraud, to the extent that we know it has occurred, would it even even have been possible without what we've been looking at now? No, no. The 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 registrations are the raw material. If you're going to have fake votes, you need to have fake voters to tie them to so that the numbers at least come out close. Uh, and so one would not be possible without the other. If, uh, 
if 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 you if it's okay, I just very quickly like to flash on some of the devil's food under the beautiful uh, statistical graphs and 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 what have you that Paul has presented. I'd really like to give uh, the folks a look at the devil's food that 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 backs up the charts and statistics. Fire Is away. it okay if I share a screen with you? Absolutely. All Go right. for it. All right. Give me a moment here. Share window. And share. Okay. What you're looking at here is an Excel spreadsheet. This is a thousand and five registrations, all of whom voted in 2020, and another 200 that didn't, but still have bogus addresses. If you look at look at the street on this registration address, general delivery. Mailing address, P.O. Box. This is illegal. This is completely illegal and obviously unacceptable. Let's see, we go down here to, let's see, here's with a, with a street of P.O. Box. Okay? And then they have this mailing address over here. Bottom line here is, is that here's one with, uh, here's a bunch, here's a block of them. P.O. Box, all P.O. Box, and nothing under mailing address. Zip, blank. There's a thousand and five of these. No, Jeff, say it. Yeah, no, no number. I just, yeah, P.O. Box something. I, I pity the yeah, mailman no. or the post, the guy at the post office. It's undeliverable, period. All right, here's another one. Here are 3,970 others. How's this for a street name, people? Z, need street name. I know that now, I street. I used you, to hang out on that street. What's sad? There's only three people or three entities that have the ability to enter addresses like this, they are your county clerks who are the ones who enter a registration into the system. You have the Secretary of State whose employees and functionaries also have access to this data. So the next question is, who's letting, who's getting these into the system? Look at the county. What does this tell you? What counties are doing this? Okay. See anything? Look at these addresses. Now look over here. These are 510 illegal addresses all of which have nine or more registered voters at them. And they account for more than 10,741 voter registrations. Look at the addresses and look at the counties. 
Look. Coal Mountain. Coal Mountain Road. Coal Mountain Road, West Virginia. County name, Wyoming. There are 31 people registered at this bogus address. Do you see where I'm coming from here, people? These are your registrations. These are phony. These are fraudulent. Your elections are primed to be stolen. Pay attention. I'm not joking around here. The numbers don't lie. And your sex state, he's either fat, dumb, and happy because he's running around browsing safe and secure our elections are here in West Virginia. They're nothing of the sort. If you can have data like this under his uh, uh, custodianship, what do you got? People got, so I got a bunch of garbage. You have, you have garbage. That's what you have. Yeah. You have absolute garbage, which explains the garbage that we see in our in our public offices right now. Roger that. All right. So Joanna, I, I love the two who live on Interstate Highway. Isn't that great? <laughs> I love it. We don't have highway. We don't have that many interstates. So. How long is a route two? <laughs> if you look at route two on a map, you'll see it stretches for several miles. There's no address here, but there's nine people registered at it. Isn't that Con great? Isn't country that Road Cyclone. I'd love to. I'd love to see see who lives on Country Road Cyclone. <laughs> Elk Lick Road. Well, it's Country Road Cyclone, West Virginia. Well, but Dwayne, how long Dwayne, is Country Road? Dwayne, I mean, you know, things happen. Uh, things happen, Dwayne. I mean, I mean, what what sort of what level would you you know accept of of this kind of problem? So, what level is acceptable? Uh, none, this, zero. No. <laughs> Thank you. Acceptable. And and to both of your <laughs> points, if we can, uh, as a bunch of outsiders, can find this information very easily, then surely the Secretary of State's experts can find this information very easily. Well, they're being paid yeah, with I our money. I got your experts exactly. right here. Yeah, I got your experts. I'd like a word with their experts. In fact, I'd like more than one word with their experts. I'd like to see them try to explain this crap. Excuse me. Sorry about the language. Sorry about the passion. Not. No, they're going to huddle up in their in a corner in their keisters like they have been doing the last two years. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, no. and take, take, what's, take the feeling you're feeling now if you're watching this and multiply it by 50. Okay? Because that's the situation. Yeah. Exactly. This is, is and it, it's it's the biggest problem. Look at the, the red states. Uh, Seth Keschel just published a substack about the purpling of deep red states. I don't know if you caught it, uh, but but he's he's dead right. That is, you mentioned it, Jeff, just a little while ago. That is exactly what's going on here. Dr. Dr. Frank's work, Seth Keschel's work, and Draza's early work put us put us onto to 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 realizing we've got to have the data. We've got to look at the data. And and it, it was 
it, it was mind-boggling. Well, obviously, you see it, what we found. Um, Jeff, you did a lot more for us than recommend. You you did what what every developer, every every good developer seeks after code review. You did that for me. You ran my code against the data, and you did that for me. You verified my findings. I couldn't have done this without your help. Well, thank I you. Thank you for all the work you guys, both of you did. Uh, you know, to, to your point, if I may, uh, I, I, I've never endorsed anybody, and I don't know if it would make any difference if I did. But if you've got a candidate out there right now who added to their platform a that, that in the next Congress, which God willing will be a Republican uh, heavy Congress, that uh, that they would have a bill that would require transparency in election data, he would have my endorsement in a heartbeat. Can you elaborate on that? What is transparency? Because we're told today that we have transparency when we know that we well, don't. Well, of course, I, I, I know I have exactly, I, I can define exactly what transparency is, and that is every bit of data that does not disclose the identity of a voter should be public. Every bit of it. Amen. Amen. I would like every to have a voter part. feedback loop as well as something where a voter can go online and log in uh, to a secure site and and see how their voter how their votes were cast or counted in the election and let them be the ultimate auditors of their own data well some states have yep. uh, have done that and uh I, I think they wish they hadn't from the results that i've been seeing from it because uh, you know you, you can tell really quick, I think, who was in on the fix of 2020 and who wasn't. Because, you know, somebody says, oh, sure, yeah, we'll put the voters out there so people can see how they voted. I can imagine there's like six other people in the office going, no, don't do it. Don't do it. But, uh, but, but they did it anyway. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad they're doing it in those places, but it should be done in other places as well. It should be done, as you said, it should be done everywhere. Uh, that would enable people to check their votes and total data transparency means that after an election, people like me and, and people like Draza and you guys and everybody could go ahead in their own time and just ver verify and validate that the numbers were right and everything is as I said it was. Uh, I can't think of a possible reason how that would be a bad thing. 100% agreed. And th this is just my blood pressure always goes up whenever you know we, we have fine gentlemen like you to talk about this stuff i mean they won't show us the the data you, you know we have to go and pay to go through the data and have citizens analyze it they won't show us the log files it's been shown they lied about the internet connections they, they just lie and lie and lie and lie yeah. now we have the attorney general here uh you know going after uh clerks who are doing their job they're you know now weaponizing the uh, you know the the state against these individuals because they're simply doing their jobs in alignment with their obligation to the American people and now you have them going after candidates as well. The Michigan attorney or attorney general did the same thing. They just arrested a candidate for governor, and suddenly the FBI uh, yeah. is prosecuting misdemeanors uh, for January sixth. You know a year and a half after the fact. The 
like pe people, if you are watching this show, please share this. Share the work that these men have done. Share this information because it is so critical that people understand the point that we are at. Most people who are not in the fight already or who don't get it, they do not realize how dire of a state our nation is in right now. We have everything to lose, every single thing that you can imagine. This is no longer about your job or your salary or your retirement, your 401k. This is not about the fun toys you like to park in your garage. This is about our future and our ability to give our children a future. This is about our right to be alive and to have any voice or any say in our own country. Apollo is dead right. Dead right. Our, our freedoms, our liberty is gone. Gone. It is no longer. You are not living in a free nation anymore. You have got to stand up and fight. Amen. You know, I, I think, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with George Carlin, but you know, years ago, he, he did a, a great skit, and he talked about, you know, how a week ago, we, you get 23 flavors of ice cream, and you get, you know, 18 kinds of bagels, and do you have any choices other than Republican and Democrat, which are mostly the same side? We have a uniparty that paints its face a different color. Exactly. We, we are not living in a free country anymore. We are, we are effectively slaves now in America in 2022, and we are very near to the American Revolution 2.0 happening right here in this country as they have declared war on all of us they've declared war on people who tell the truth they've declared war on our children they've declared war on our military and our administration installed because of a fraudulent election that they refuse to acknowledge while they persecute americans for peacefully assembling or for made-up crimes on january 6th for persecuting mothers breaking in their door busting down the door of american citizens while this continues to be pushed as the big lie that the, the fraud of the 2020 election is the big lie. The big lie is that we live in a free country. Correct. I agree. Do you, uh, what, could I take a couple minutes to show you uh, what I think does show some fraud in West Virginia? Would you hear some little breaking news here? Uh, right here? Yes, breaking news. If, 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 you, could, if you could bring up... Breaking there we news. Go. I love it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, if you can see the file names, I sent you some pictures. Can you bring up the one that says uh, WV County 1? Or just County, WV County. I mean. All right. Um, go to the other one. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So here's what I did here. Using public data, I realized that uh, the, the, the Capito, who was running for Senate, uh, had had more votes in the entire election than Trump did, which was a little bit of an outlier. It's a little unusual. Person at the top of the ticket usually does get more votes. Not always, but usually does. So I looked into this a little bit, and so I plotted the difference by county in West Virginia. And so if the if the blue line goes under the zero there, that means more people voted for Trump than for the Republican senator. If it goes to the above the line on the right hand side, it means that more people voted for the senator. Then vote, or, or essentially said differently, Trump had less votes than the senator did. Uh, you will see there's one line at the right hand side, I hope you can see, which is marked in red, which is, I will pronounce the county so I don't mispronounce it. Is it Kanawha? 
Is that it? It's okay. That's how I heard my West Virginia. Kanawha? Kanawha. It, it, it's Kanawha. Right. Yeah. That's how we identify it, people from a, out of state. Yeah. Well, forgive <laughs> me. Forgive me. It, it, it's it is where our a, capital is yeah. at. And it now, is I what the set. <laughs> Just go, go ahead. ahead. There's a there's a little delay. Just go ahead. All right. So I've identified this pattern in numerous places around the country. Uh, this is unusual. This is, you know, I, I'm not a big one usually for trying to make my point with statistics, but this is so unusual that it needed to be put out. So something happened in this county that made people, they say just Republicans now, we're not talking a Democrat at all. We're talking that there are, there are uh, that many more votes for the Republican senator than there were for President Trump in 2020. I wondered, I wonder what happened to those votes. And now if you can go to the one that's the same, uh, same name, but two after it. I plotted the same thing for uh, the Democrat swear engine and Biden. And guess what happened? Uh, what that is telling you is that Biden got almost 6,000 more votes than the Democrat Senator Swearingen went in. Uh, something happened in Kanawha County. And uh, I would certainly, anybody else like to know maybe what uh, what that was? Think that might be a little investigation needed there? If we had the data, you know, if we had the uh, cast vote records and some other information, we could probably clear this up pretty easily. So uh, if anybody wants to clear up this this seeming very bad anomaly in that one county in West Virginia, then all they have to do is, uh, is uh, let us look at the data. You know, I don't even live uh, in West Virginia, and I'd like to know what that means. I would really love to know uh, what this means right there. Yeah. And now, now I don't want to go too egghead, but go ahead and show the third one. The third one is a kind of a graph that shows that the, the basically she's if you have a distribution that's that's normal. Okay, so this is from the from the these are all the different counties in uh, in West Virginia, and it's that same thing. It's the difference between Trump and uh, and the Capito that was running for Senate. Uh, if this was a normal, what's called a normal distribution, the blue line it should be a blue line should tack to the black. Uh, line, which is like a, uh, uh, it's just a linear, it's a trend line. You'll see that it sort of does until it completely goes off the rails at the top. Now, each one of those counties that are that, that are going off the rails, I'm sorry, each one of those precincts that are going off the rails, because every precinct in the entire state of West Virginia has a dot on this. All the red ones, anybody want to guess what county those uh, red uh, precincts are in? It wouldn't happen to be Canada, would it? Yes, it absolutely is. So I know that might lose some of the people who, who maybe not understand this kind of thing, but those of you that, that do, uh, I think are going to look at that and be kind of amazed because uh, that is the majority of precincts fall into that. Off the, basically what that means is that from the point where that, that blue line arches up and starts to be mixed with the red Kanawha counties, uh, that means that it no longer matches the pattern of the rest of the county. I'm sorry, the rest of the state. I apologize. Nothing to see this here. Is confusing right? enough without wow. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. to see here. Wow. So, so that's new information that I thought I would uh, 
share with you here since we're talking about West Virginia. Well, since you just uh, did bless us with this breaking news, is there, is there some kind of mathematical wizardry that could explain that? Why all those precincts s- suddenly deviated from the, from the rest of the state? I, mean, I know I'm not a math wizard. Thing, there's really nothing mathematically. What that tells you is that of all the counties in West Virginia, of all those 1,700 precincts, that those precincts in that county hated Trump. They hated him, so they didn't vote for him. They were still Republicans because they voted for the uh, senator, but they didn't vote for him. I, I think it much likely, if I was going to, you know, uh, put a hypothesis from this, is that the reason that you have the, the big red line on the one graph and the opposite red line on the other graph, one being favorable to Trump and the other being favorable to Biden, is that it's, I think, quite possible that you that is where votes were switched. And I know that's how, you know, I, 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 that's as far as I can go. I can't prove this, but it certainly looks that way. But, you know, if we just had that darn data from the state and from the county, we could, uh, we could, we, we could, we could exonerate them. I would love to exonerate them. I would love to figure this out and be able to come back on this show later and apologize to Conowa County for how I pronounced the name and for implying that they uh, cheated in the election. <laughs> I would love to. All I well, have to do j- is give me the data. Let's give, I give them just, an open invitation. Please send us the data. Mm-hmm. Give these mm-hmm. fine gentlemen here what they need, and we would love to exonerate you. Absolutely, I'll, I'll, I will do it. I'll, I'll, I'll wear black, and 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 I might even cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, well, we've just gone so a little you bit know, over, but go ahead, go ahead, Paul. I was going to tell Jeff uh, we had a, a record-setting uh, uh, early voting and absentee voting in Kanawha County. Uh, that that corresponds with your data. Imagine that. Imagine. Imagine you didn't you didn't see any four legged brown uh, animals walking around there, did you? By any chance in that county? <laughs> uh, donkeys or mules, I think they're called, or something like that. I understand there's a lot of those around everywhere, not not just in uh, battleground states either. No. <laughs> no, those were those were them. good they're, people. They're those were good people creatures. helping out other good people. All right. And by the mm-hmm. way, if you have not seen 2,000 Mules ever watching, please go watch that. Please go watch that right now. Amen. Uh, well, gentlemen, we've gone a little bit. Oh, you're uh, you're muted, uh, Dwayne. Yeah, I just I really want to thank Apollo for having us on. Uh, it, it, you have my deepest gratitude. Um, you, you were our last shot. There was no other way we could get this out. Um, I, I want to thank my brother Paul for taking my my raw data and turning it into information that people could understand and look at. And and Jeff, everything you did to help me, all of all of your, you know, your your checking my code, and making sure it was getting the right results, and I, I like I said, it was invaluable to me. So I just I want to thank you all. I'm grateful to all of you. Well, Dwayne and, and all of you, uh, it goes for you, Paul, and, and you as well, Jeff. Uh, you know, we should all be grateful to you. I, I certainly am. 
and everyone watching this, if you're in West Virginia, uh, if you're in Colorado, it doesn't matter what state, you should be very, very grateful for these men and for people like them all over this country who have been doing this because they have been doing the hard work. There's a lot that, uh, you know, there's a lot that it is impossible for one man to do, but the people like this, these are these are ordinary men. They are no better than you. They are no more powerful than you. Joe is no more powerful than you. Trump, same deal. All these people who want to parade themselves around as our leaders, they are humans just like you and I with no more God-given authority on this earth than any one of us, and we all have our blessings, but you should be extremely grateful and we are all blessed to have men like this who are doing the hard work because because of them and so many others, we now, as a people, understand exactly what has been going on. We understand what has been done to us, and we understand uh, the net of corruption and deceit that has been wrapped around all of us in order to you know, have us willingly continue down this path. So I want you all, if you're in the comments, and if you guys have, uh, if you do have a website or anything, they can find you. Please go support them. Go check them out. But be very grateful for them. Pray for these men. And you, you individually, stand up. Start doing some hard work yourself. If you know people who are not engaged, it's time for you to be the catalyst so that they join the ranks of people like uh, like Dwayne and Paul and Jeff here. Thank you, Apollo. And uh, thank Joe and everyone else involved in this for us as well. Absolutely. And I'll give you guys, if you have any final thoughts, please, please go ahead. No, I think you want to hear my final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save it for off here. <laughs> Thank you for the inspiring speech. That was very good. People need to stand up and get involved. Indeed. I mean, we have everything to lose, truly. But, uh, gentlemen, truly, thank you. And uh, I'd be happy to have you on again. I, I thank you. you. You all are true patriots, and we're all blessed to have you on our side. Uh, so thank you for joining us. If you could all, if you can stay on. Uh, a couple minutes after I end the show, I'd like to, uh, you know, chat with you for a minute. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, Dwayne Dutel, Paul Lane from West Virginia, and our uh, resident expert and uh, amazing patriot, Jeff O'Donnell. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Um, all right. That's a that's a. a it's a lot of information, guys, and I know you know if, if some of it's over your head, go back and rewatch it. Do not accept that I don't get it. Don't accept I'm not a math guy. Don't accept that you are not capable of understanding this information. Every single one of you is. Every single one of you. And every single one of you has more power to make a change in this country, to be uh, a force for the will of God, to be an agent in restoring our, our republic than any of you can imagine. You have that power. And all you need to do is make the decision to take hold of that power and to use it. And I'm going to call the men real quick right now. Men like, uh, like these three gentlemen that we've just had on and so many others, these men are doing the hard work. And as I said earlier, we have everything to lose. This is not a game, and this is not a small matter. This is an attack on every facet of our life. This is an attack on the principles upon which this country was founded, and it is an attack on every single one of us, in, a, in our ability to live our lives, to take care of our family, and to have any future for our children and to have a country that we can look back of and be proud of. So, and be proud of. so I'm asking every single one of you, look at yourself in the mirror. Number one, share this episode. Share this information because everyone has not yet awoken, and we need them to. We need every single man, woman, and child to realize 
the straits that we are in and to take hold of that power that has been bestowed upon us all by God. Now look at yourselves and ask yourself, have I made the decision to get in the fight? You are going to leave this world with only a couple things. And one of those, most importantly, is the record that you will carry when you leave this earth and go meet with God again. So ask yourself, is God going to smile at you because you got a business deal done while you watched your country burn, while you watched your children suffer, while you watched future generations being robbed of their future, as you watched every single facet that has made this country great, every chance, every opportunity that generations before us have had that have created this amazing republic that has led the world, that has been a, a hotbed of, of innovation and of creation and productivity. Are you doing everything that you can to fight for that and to take that back? And for those of you who have, your hands are already high in the air. And if you, if you hesitated even for a moment, that's a signal to you that you are not doing everything you can. And it's time for you to do that. So I ask you, being a leader, be, you know, as Trump has been, Joe, these men, if you're still looking to General Flynn or any of these other people, any of these supposed elected officials to save you, to fix this, it's not going to happen. You are the one who is going to fix this. And being a great man, being a leader, accepting that call, that is not something you are just born with. That is a choice you have to make. So make that choice now. And know why you're making that choice. We have everything to lose. And so do our children, our most precious among us. I'm going to stop ranting now because uh, we've already gone over. But God bless you all. And thank you for staying here. Thank you for listening. Again, please share this episode. Uh, this is very important information uh, on, that just you know compiles on all the other uh, amazing interviews that we've done and all the work of patriots all over this country. So if you want to watch this live, you can go to conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank Speech. Uh, we are on Lindell TV too during both of those hours, uh, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. That's noon and 6 Eastern. Uh, and thank you to the Lindell uh, TV team over there. God bless you all, and thank you for having us. Uh, if you're on Rumble, smash the Rumble button right now. This is a big episode. Be an ambassador of truth. Help this message reach more Americans. Help it light a fire in them and inspire them to take action and become the leader that they were put on this earth to be. Uh, you can also find our episodes on Brighteon. Uh, there's a link down in the description to go to the Brighteon store. If you like the audio edition, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Give us a five-star review. Again, be that ambassador of truth. Support those who are speaking truth and doing the work and showcasing the work of those who are working for you and for your future and for our country. Um, I'll say it one more time. Share this episode. Uh, you can text the word freedom to 89517 if you want a reminder we'll text you when we're about to go live so you don't miss important interviews like we just had uh, with these three amazing gentlemen uh, also go down in the description subscribe to our newsletter you will get our daily fax blast uh, if you go and become a member at conservative-daily.com uh, you can get massive discounts on the fax blast thank you and god bless all of you who have signed up as members uh, we are working on some really awesome stuff for you that's about to launch uh, so thank you again to all of those of you who have signed up for as little as 10 bucks a month, you can, you know, uh, just give a little something to the show. You go up in some of these higher levels, and you basically get to uh, message your, uh, your representatives in your state or even possibly the entire Congress and the president every single day and let them know that you are watching them and you will hold them accountable. Uh, so it's an important tool. Make sure that you use it, and thank you to all of you who already have. Um, 
And uh, of course, you can follow us on social media at Joe Oldman, at Conservative Daily, and at Ashton America. We're on True Social, True Social Getter, uh, Telegram, Gab, uh, you know, pretty much everywhere that you can find us. Uh, so that's it. Uh, God bless you all, and God bless America. I, I forgot. I'm going to pray real quick, uh, and then we're going to uh, we're going to close out. But Father God, thank you, thank you for men, thank you for true men, for true patriots, for those doing the hard work, like Jeff, like Dwayne, like Paul. Thank you for the awakening that you have blessed the American people with. I ask for courage. I ask, Lord, that you bind us to your will. I ask that you destroy the chains that keep us tied to fear, that keep us tied to disappointment, to discouragement, that keep us locked in place. Bind us to your spirit. Fill us with your spirit. Bind our hearts only to you. We are at war, Lord, and we ask you, as you told us, in the Bible, in your holy word, there is a season for everything. Now is the season for us to prepare and for us to gather. Let us do so according to your plan. Let us do so with courage. Let us recognize the blessings and the beauty in every man, woman, and child who would stand up and fight for the truth and fight for your kingdom. Bind our minds to you. Fill it with your wisdom. May we be blessed and filled with the wisdom of the founders, with the wisdom of the saints. Let us take back our country. Our children are suffering, and we will not stand by and watch it any longer. This kingdom is yours, and you have given it to us. I ask that the men stand up, that the men do their jobs. Any man who is listening, or any, men who, any man who is asleep, whether they hear this message or not, whether they are here in the United States, or in Russia, or in the Ukraine, or in Africa, or in China, if they are not standing up, let them see so. Show them what it is to do their job, to be a king for their family, to be a king in their community, to be a king for their country. May I serve in that image that we may be kings in your image as the king of the kingdom that you have given to all of us. And may we come out of this with joy and peace. And may we see our country restored. We ask these humbly in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's it, everybody. We'll see you. Uh, yeah, we'll see you later. God bless you all. Share this, share this episode. Make the choice. Choose what kind of man you're going to be, what kind of woman, what kind of leader. Let's take back our country. God bless you all, and uh, we'll see you.